We have with us now uh, Hugh with the weather report. Happy New Year, Hugh. This is David Moore, co-host, and I've just returned from visiting family in Buffalo, New York. They live just north of the Buffalo border, and the storm was the storm effects of the snow wasn't so significant, but wind was for several days. What was so peculiar and significant about this storm? Well, hi, Dave, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, this is Hugh, Hugh Johnson. Um, well. What probably made this storm so deadly were a couple of things. One was the ferocious wind uh, accompanying it. It wasn't just for an hour. It was for several hours or actually many hours, wind gusting storm force winds over 60 miles an hour and even approaching hurricane force wind gusts at the same time that snow was falling at several inches an hour. So you put those two things together and you have a disastrous situation. You had Christmas, you had a Christmas weekend coming into play, and this thing went on for several days. Um, it was very well forecasted. That was the good news. But even so, things happened that probably should have happened, like 40 deaths. Um, we were talking about my wife and I at, at dinner, and that they, they really didn't close the roads until, until they saw the white of, of its eyes. And that was a problem because it came in pretty fast and furious, and the cold front came through temperatures tumbled, but it was basically the strong winds, the, the heavy snow, 51 inches at the uh, Buffalo airport, making it an epic event. One thing I learned when I was out there was, is that there was a midnight shift that needed to get home, and that was one of the reasons for the delay in the road closings. Is that an appropriate response? See, I, I think they should have uh, worked around that. Um, the, the, I, I don't know if we were talking about specifically the weather service, but when I left, I, I've been retired for over six years now, but they had this thing called shelter in place. We start using it the last year or two I was there. When weather conditions look dangerous enough, we, actually, we never actually implemented it, but basically the weather people were basically encouraged, if not, they couldn't be forced to, but encouraged to stay in the office and not go home even when their shift was over. And, you know, I think I really think they, they should have been more thinking about that kind of thing in, in places like police or places where there's people working overnight, even nursing. I know some I know some nurses and doctors got stuck at hospitals for days. But, you know, it's like these are the kind of things. That, OK, I'll give you one example real quickly. We had a storm about 10 years ago on Valentine's Day, and we all knew it was going to snow really heavily at night. The guy left her office down in, um, in Gilderland and went up to, uh, to uh, Wilton. And he woke up the next morning and he couldn't get in. And I didn't understand why he left, knowing that it was going to be two inches an hour. It's like, it's one thing to forecast it, but it's quite another to experience it. You don't really get the whole grasp until you're actually in it. But with that whole point of you know, trying to get that message is not to be in that. It's really not to be in that kind of, especially when there's winds blowing in hurricane force. It's bad enough when it's snowing heavily, but when you get the wind involved, too, it's, it's impossible. So I wish they had done a better plan with that. That's all. That's a helpful consideration and observation. Hugh, since we haven't heard from you in a few weeks, David, uh, why don't you recap 2022? And David, I have a quick question, if you don't mind. So I'm wondering, Hugh, what is the relationship between the National Weather Service and these meteorologists with the local officials the police, when these storms happen, this is Kaylin, by the way. 
Hi, Caleb. Well, it's a very, very good question, and, and that's all part of um, uh, Decision Support Services, DSS, and that was a big thing when I left. That was, there was starting to be a better merger because, you know, before Weather Service did their thing, police did their thing, EMS did their thing, but the twain never quite connected, and, and that was the whole goal the Weather Service still is now, is to really integrate everyone together so we're on the exact same page, and that it's still something that's it's still a gem in the rough uh, because it still hasn't been totally smooth. I mean, you know, basically you want to have everyone on the same board. If snow's going to start at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, the roads are going to be impossible to shut down. But I don't think it quite worked. I mean, this storm, again, was well forecast. There's nothing wrong with the forecast. Uh, but it just is that getting that communication, that the, the call to action, we used to call it, it's still something that needs to be done because – I mean, 40 people's lives were lost, so that's never a good thing to lose any life, especially 40. So um, I, I think there's still work to be done, but this is this, this is what they're trying to do, and, and they've been doing this since I've retired, even before, to try to completely get everybody together on the same page. That does sound important, and, and it's a good job for the National Weather Service. And we haven't heard from you since 2022, so could you give us a little recap of the 2022 weather, what was interesting? What were the highlights? It, actually, it's an interesting year because there, were, there weren't any, like, we didn't have any Irene's or, or really disastrous things. We did have a, a pretty good flood in April that actually flooded uh, a, a moderate flood, the, the worst flooding of the river flooding of the year. Um, I would say the sleep bomb of February was probably our, our, our biggest nemesis. Fortunately, no lives were lost. But it was really a pain in the ass to get the get the sleet off the. Uh, if you remember, we were we took over a week to remove that two inches of sleet that fell across the area to get it off the, the sidewalks and so forth. Uh, snow blowers were useless, so it wasn't a tragic situation, just a frustrating. There was a tornado or two, not in the immediate Albany area, but south of here, and I think there was one in Vermont too. But I really think the legacy, the sleep bomb, might have been the most imp impressive thing of the year. We did have some severe thunderstorms, but, again, not like a big duration like we had the year before, a couple of years before. So that would be my take. Now, of course, we had Ian down Florida. That was a horrible uh, – you know, that, that was one of the most deadly and, and costly things in a while. So, But here in the immediate capital region, we had you know, drought during the summer. That was probably another big one. That was the biggest drought we've had hey, in Hugh, quite Hugh. a few years. Hugh, yeah. we're going to have to cut yeah. it there. In 30 seconds, can you give us okay. a look ahead for the week? Uh, unsettled. Uh, we're going to have a series of storms bringing rain, cold rain, hopefully no ice. And, and that's going to take a while to clear out because the upper levels, as far as the storm gets out, it doesn't get out here towards the weekend. And temperatures returning to seasonable levels. Uh, so... It won't be really cold or warm, and we will have some rainy weather for the rest of the week. So it's not going to be a real pleasant week, but it could be worse. No blizzards. <laughs> Thank you, here for Hugh, for talking with us this week. All right, you got it. And that was Hugh Johnson, retired weatherman again.